Hey, good morning, Nashville. This is the Money Man Mike Show, where we talk all things real estate. And in the house this morning, in this very, very cold, cold morning, is the hot Ander Brewer. How are you doing, ma'am? I'm doing great. How are you? Come on now. That's not good enough. Hoo, 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 hoo. There we go. That's that right. Andrew we know. Where's yeah. your coffee at? You need some more. I you, do need some coffee. You need something going on over there. You're still a little asleep. And of course, Mr. Dollar Dave over there, man. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Dollar Dave. Dollar Dave. What? <laughs> Cha-ching. Dollar Dave, Dollar Dave, and then. Something like that. Wait a minute. Then you got the fabulous producer man, JT, behind the glass. Just call me David Copperfield. Copperfield, yeah, you pretty much make it all disappear when we screw it up. <laughs> That's for sure. Thank goodness. No joke. I'm your host, Michael Thayer with Waterstone Mortgage, and I am an MLS license uh, with my license number being 173264. Man, what about this crazy weather? It is cold, cold, cold. Yeah, and then next week it'll be like 70 probably. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy Tennessee weather, man. But that goes back to what David was talking about. Last week, when we were getting into some of the um, do's and don'ts and tips of the week and so forth on winterization and so on, and Dave gave some great tips on that. So if you missed that, check out our previous show on MoneyManMike.net. We're out on Facebook at MoneyManMikeRadio, where all of our shows are taped and recorded and posted. So if you missed one, go check it out online. And then any other tips for given it's going to be as cold as it is? I mean, you talked, touched on pipes, wrapping them, uh, your hose pipe. Is there anything else we thought of that we didn't cover? No, I think we, we covered a lot of ground, you know. Make sure yeah. to take your hoses off and uh, uh, just things freeze. And so if, if you have a uh, traditional crawl space that's not encapsulated, make sure and drip your, your faucets in the middle of the night when it's going to be in the 20s and uh, all that good stuff. Yeah. And if you don't know what encapsulated crawl space is, you need to go to Capital, idea, uh, Capital Homes Ideas. Dot com. Dot com. Yep. Or go see David. There you go. Get you Get your conditioned. Yeah, you know, talking about pipes freezing, I saw something a few days ago I thought I'd share real quick. Go ahead. Come on. These apartment complexes will have signs, and I get it. You know, they remind people, hey, freeze warning tonight. Let your pipes drip. You know, keep your heat on. Mm-hmm. Simple advice, but it's good to, you know, remind people. And then I, I drive a little bit further past it, and then, like the next building over, I see the sprinkler system on. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys make up your mind one or the other? Well, it, it doesn't make sense, but yet... If you haven't winterized your system, that's the only way to keep it from freezing is to let it run. Yeah, but do you want to run a sprinkler at 45 degrees? I mean... Hey, you can create some cool ice sculptures. Yeah, I guess. That's true. I did see the other day, I was driving through Shelby in the rain, and the sprinklers were on spraying the field, the baseball field. I'm like, okay, it's like 30 degrees, Mm -hmm. and it's raining, and you have the sprinklers on. Mm -hmm. I saw an apartment complex that had the sprinklers going, and it it had to be below 30 because... The water was coming out of the sprinkler, hitting the ground, and a sheet of ice. Yeah. Just beautiful. I mean, it was yeah. absolutely gorgeous yeah. ice sculpture, just just ice everywhere. And it was on a hill. It was like, holy mackerel, man. We have a little little water feature in the backyard on our patio. And it's, I don't know, about five, six feet in diameter with a fountain that shoots out. And we'll purposely leave it running yeah. until it gets so cold to where the water comes up, it splashes, and then there's no more water left. So then we turn the pump off, and then you have all this cool ice, natural, just blowing all over the place. It's, it's cool looking. It is cool, to say the least. So, you know, I don't know if I'd run my sprinkler system in the middle of winter, but still, man. It's it's like the, I think we were talking about the other day, you see those shots coming off of um, 
in Chicago, Lake Michigan or any lake effect where yeah. the cars are covered with just tons of ice. I think that's just so cool. I was going to say when we went to Cleveland and I was Googling photos about like places to visit, they had all these lighthouses yeah. and they had one where the spray would freeze and the whole bridge out to the lighthouse was frozen, but it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's neat. You own a little Opryland frozen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> frozen or ice. What are the ice? Ice, yeah. About to say Frozen, it sound right. That's that Disney commercial. That movie that every kid yeah. loves. What's that? Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. You Which got- I don't have kids. I have never seen that until like two weeks ago. My best friend, she's like, oh my God, Lyric loves it. You have to watch it. And she's like fast forwarding it through all the good parts. I'm like, I think you <laughs> like this movie a little bit too much. <laughs> you not seen it, David? I have not seen it. Consider yourself blessed. My son is 23. I, I can I can tell you all about Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story is pretty good, and though. Who man. Framed Roger Rabbit? I can tell you. I can probably quote <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Still, to this day, it's burned in my brain. Did you like Jessica Rabbit? Uh, she is not bad. In the she voluptuous cartoon. <laughs> How in the world did we get off in the voluptuous cartoon? I don't know, but... Every millennial <laughs> listening just changed the channel. Yeah, They're like, like, what are, what they are y'all talking about? We got off way off in the weeds. No, no, they remember from their youth. Millennials remember that. They, Jessica bad. Rabbit was when I was like a little. Yeah, I was like I'm 1989, just, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? They weren't even born. Yeah. Yes. I I was my son kid. knows that movie inside and out. But probably because you loved it and you made him watch it. Yeah, they probably <laughs> had it on DVR or something, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what's crazy, though, is I've got a 11 and 10 year old. They're watching things, and I'm, I cannot think of the movie that they were watching the other day, the show they were watching the other day, that they were just all enthralled about. And I'm like, dude, that's like 20 years old. Space Champs? No. <sighs> that's the other one Zach knows, Inside um, and Out. Space Champs. You guys are sitting there talking about it, and it just made me think about that, but I cannot think of the movie. And I'm just like, that was a good show, but yet, dude, that was 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> or 30 years ago. Back to the Future? <laughs> no, it was beyond that. <laughs> it was way back. Gone, gone with the wind? No, it wasn't that far back. <laughs> All right, enough showing our age. Yes, we've shown a little bit of too much age here. There you go. So we're going to talk a little real estate today. Uh, I guess we should talk a little real estate today at least. We at at least touch on it. <laughs> well, we've got a couple topics we want to get into. The first one we're going to talk about is, so you bought a house, and now what do you do? You know, are you getting that overwhelming feeling? You know, what do you do next? Do you have everything you need? You know, Andrew, when you when you sell somebody a house, the same thing with you, David. You you typically okay. Where's you give them a list of here's your utility companies. You mm-hmm. got to call such and such and get this switched over. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's so many other things that you just don't think about. And we've got to jump out to the break, and when we come back from it. We're going to get into a list of things of you know. You don't think about where's your local post office? What's the local hospital in case you have an emergency? Police station if you want it. Library if you might. You know, go to the library still versus going to the to uh, online and do it on your stuff. And there's so many other different places. Liquor store. Liquor store. I know. I just thought about it. I was like, <laughs> I actually point out the library to everybody and never mention a hospital or the police department. <laughs> but do you point out the liquor store? <laughs> nah, there's plenty on Gallatin Road you can find. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that the liquor store, your chocolate store, your whatever your vice is, man. But, you know, got to get familiar with your surroundings. But in any event, we're gonna come back and talk about those and a couple other more important ones that you'll need to know. 
You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Shear here show here on News Radio 1510 WIC. We'll be right back. Back to News Radio 1510 WLAC, where you are listening to the Money Man Mike Show. We talk all things real estate. For the break, we were talking about you move into a new home and now what? You get you know that anxiety, that overwhelming feeling of what do you have to do next? I mean, if it's a brand new house, I don't know of anybody that absolutely buys a brand new house, but yet still does not change something about the house. Sure. I mean, whether it's just paint that they just changed their mind at the last moment or they want to add something that they didn't want to pay to get done, but they wanted to do it themselves. One of the biggest ones is fences. Ah. And I know we're going to talk about surveys a little later, Yeah, but fences, people add fences a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny. You were talking about calling the utility companies. Yeah. You know, I (laughs) I will tell you that about one out of ten and I don't care how many warnings we give people. They sign something at closing. <laughs> we tell them a point of sale. We tell them at closing. We follow up with mm-hmm. a phone call. David, I don't have any hot water. Something's wrong with my hot water heater. <laughs> um, did you put the gas in your name? What gas? What gas? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's well, gas. I, call, I called NES and I called Metro Water. Yeah, but did you call P my gas? Who's P my gas? They're the people that give you hot water. <laughs> That's why you got no hot water. It doesn't happen in the wintertime, right? Because all winter long, because if if they don't have gas, they're cold. Yeah, they know. Quick, you know. (laughs) But I would say about one out of ten just forget the gas. And every now and then, not as often, they forget about the water and sewer. They just don't do it. And and I've got a lady in my office. She gives you about three days, and then she's turning them off. And so they get turned off about five days after you close if you don't put them in your name. And the thing that a lot of people don't know is you can call the utility companies it's here in Nashville for sure and say, I'm planning on closing on the 30th. Can you please turn the ter- utilities yeah. over on the first? Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to worry about the three day lag. Mm-hmm. Right. And if your closing gets delayed for whatever reason, just call them back and say, Hey, my yeah. closing got delayed. Push it back. Yeah. Don't call. Don't. Oh, I can't call them until the day that I close. No, you can call them in advance. Yeah. And make I have them know all my coming. clients call prior yeah. to going to the table. It's easier. Yeah, yeah. You do. I mean, sometimes I forget, and sometimes I have really organized people that remembered on their own, and I'm like, well, right. mm-hmm. but you know, I always say, you know, here's all your utilities. Call them today. Say I'm purchasing this house on Friday, and yeah. they'll transition it. Yeah, but I, the, I would say the most common thing on a new home, on a brand home that I see people do, is install a fence. And uh, I do see some people paint the interior, and we'll talk about that another day. About I always recommend people wait a year. Before they do that, but a lot of people do that right away. But the fence installation all the time. You can't. Why yeah, would you, you tell somebody to wait a yeah. year to paint? Well, can't dangle that and just say, "Hey, we're going to talk about it later, man." <laughs> Come on, man. That's like okay. All right, we'll talk about that real fast. Okay, a house. When people talk about house settling, right? That's a misnomer because usually what happens the first year of a house is it's not settling; it's the wood in the walls is drying out. Okay. And when wood dries out, it has a tendency to twist and turn and, sh- and shape and whatever. So not all the time, but sometimes. And so most of your nail pops will happen in the first year. Yeah. So if you paint it right away a different color and you use an eggshell paint, eggshell doesn't touch up real well. And so when that you house dries pop. out, yeah. you're going to have a nail pop, you're going to have a, a big touch up, or you're going to have to paint the whole wall. And so why not wait until at the end of the first year 
Let us come in and do our one-year drywall and paint touch-ups, the one-time, one-year paint and drywall touch-ups that are a part of our warranty. Yep. And then paint your house whatever color you want to. It's just better. It's going to save you a little bit of work and give you a little better finish and all that Why stuff. Why is eggshell not sh- uh, touch-up so well? What's... It, the, just when you roll it on, you can it shines right where you do the touch-up. Whereas uh, if you roll the whole wall, it has a tendency to not – the whole thing is the same pattern. There's but, your painting, painting tip of the week. Yeah, yeah. Flat – uh, touch-ups really that's why builders use flat and people complain you know hey why do builders use flat why don't they use a nice paint like eggshell well because we know that we can touch it up and we're going to be touching up the walls a lot throughout right. the whole process so we use flat almost exclusively we use flat otherwise it might look, look polka dotted or spotted it does look polka dotted and spotted yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah now, i want to touch on the fence very 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 briefly because oh we got a lot to talk about with that yeah well we're, we're going to tease a little bit on why they need to listen to next week's show because Chris will be here from Midtown Title. We'll talk about surveys and everything right. else. But briefly frame the situation of why you want to get a survey before you even think about putting your fence in. Well, a couple things that on a survey, right? And I have this happen all the time. We'll go in and we'll buy a home site to build a house on. And the person next door has installed a fence. And they took their site plan and they measured off 100 feet with their tape measure. Mm-hmm. And they said, they just put their fence. And they go, well, that's my property line. It's, no, it's not your property line. As a matter of fact, you're encroaching by five feet. And I'll send them a nice letter, you know, hey, your fence is off your property. It's on our property. And can you please move it? Yeah. And they usually won't. Sometimes they do, but most of the time they don't. And so the next thing that I will do, I don't, I don't need to get a court order. I don't need to do anything. It's like if somebody drove by your house and they threw garbage in your front yard, yep. you have every right to pick it up and throw it away. I will go out there with a chainsaw and I will cut the fence that's encroaching off the property and <laughs> and stack it up nice and neatly. And if it, if they don't come and claim it, then in about 48 hours it goes in the dumpster. Because I mean, and I don't even need to do that. I can just cut it off and throw it away. But I try to be nice about it and I try to send letters and tell people. But if it's encroaching on the property, I'm going to solve that encroachment before I transfer the house to somebody else. Right. Because I don't want the person who's buying it for me to think that the yeah, you just it's your problem now to deal with. Yeah, two, two things: encroachment. Yes, definition for that because not everybody might understand what encroachment really means in real estate. It, it, can, it can what it basically means is that the neighbor has some permanent structure that's over the property line and it's right. encroaching on your property line. Now, if it's a driveway or a sidewalk, that's really not a big deal. But if it's a fence or a structure, an outhouse, you know, an outhouse, but you know, an outbuilding on, or whatever. Outhouse. You don't put outhouses behind all your houses? I, Come on, I, Dave. I, have, I don't include those. They are an option. David will <laughs> take right. out a chainsaw and cut your outhouse down. There you go. But, <laughs> but I mean, we, we had a, uh, a property down in Dixon where the subdivision it had an outhouse dormant for a while and the, and the guy bought no, a structure it was 20 feet deep and about eight feet was on his property about 12 feet was on the developer's property just hanging out on the next lot and the developer said hey i'm getting ready to build a house there you got to move that and the guy decided instead of moving and he bought the lot from the developer he said i'll just take the lot wow. so he bought it well, and, there you go. You know, all right, there you go. You can. I tell you everybody you yeah. when they're building a fence that they have to have a survey. I don't even really say you have an option. I just tell them they have to have a survey. You really don't know where your property line starts right. and begins. And people think, and I learned this through getting surveys, that you don't even, you think your property line starts at the curb. Yeah. 
it doesn't start there at the yeah, curb. It's a that, setback and yeah, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of rules there that you just don't realize that are there. Well, so. and if you're looking on like Metro tax records, they're highly incorrect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had I bought an investment property last year in East Nashville, and the way the property lines laid, it literally the line was going through the house, like they were that far off. Right. On all, of, you know, like you can't look on a map and be like, oh, I see my line, you know. Yeah. No, and, and people do that all the time. They say, oh, yeah. Oh, I've got a hundred foot of property. And they just go out. No. Right. Now, if you live in Florida, you know, a hundred feet is it's flat. So a hundred feet is probably a hundred feet. But you live here in Nashville. <laughs> Very true. A hundred feet is not a hundred feet no. because it's a hundred level feet. Mm-hmm. And if there's five foot of grade, and that changes everything. It yep. changes you by two and a half feet. Yep. Wow. Okay. And so people, oh, I got a tape measure. Let's just measure it. Well, no, it's got to be a lot. Get a survey. Yeah. Get a survey. And know this, unless specified, a survey is not transferable. Mm. Okay. No. No. So you got, you got a survey on your property, Michael. I know that you did just yeah. recently. Yeah. Okay. You go to sell your house six months from now. You got a survey. It's not transferable to the buyer. Why? Because the surveyor did it for you as the client, and they don't want to warranty the work for somebody that they didn't do it for as a client. They don't know if maybe the person who lives behind you came out there and moved the stakes. I, I'll that explain makes this. Sense. Yeah, I'll explain this to you more. The developer, when they sell us lots in Delvin Downs, for example, mm-hmm. the developer surveys and puts metal rebar stakes yep. on every property corner. He has to. It's required. Yep. He has to put those corners in. And people say to me, oh, there's the property corners. And I say, hey, I didn't put them there. I'm not warranting their accurate location. Yeah. And I'll explain why after the break. But we do not warranty that because it's not a transferable warranty. I mean, it was a transferable survey. Yeah. It wasn't even transferred to me. Interesting. Interesting. I'll explain more after the break. We can't go too much, man. We're going to take some of Chris's thunder. That's true. But we'll we'll answer that part, and then we'll come back because there's so much more to get into surveys that just... It really is mind-boggling and opens your eyes to a lot of things and why you need to get an expert or a professional to come out and show you where everything's at. Otherwise, you're going to create yourself a lot of heartache and extra work and wasted money down the road. Hey, you've been listening to the Money Men Mike Show. We're going to pick this up on the other side of the break, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to News Radio 1510 WLAC. You're listening to the Money Man Mike Show, where we talk all things real estate. And right now, we're going to wrap up our conversation about surveys and fences until next week when we get Chris Craveau on the in studio, rather, with us from Midtown Title to really, really get into a bunch of do's and don'ts and why you need to have a survey. But before the break, we were talking about why yeah, with why, the fence. Why, why Bill, you know, we were talking a little bit about how the developers install a survey, the PIN survey, Mm -hmm. and then we build the house, and then people want to use that PIN survey as their points to put their fence up. Now, the good news is, especially if you use the same surveyor that I used to prepare the plot plan when I built the house, you're going to get a great price to put your survey in, right? Because they're mostly just confirming the location of those pins. Right, right. But the thing you've got to (laughs) remember, here we've got these these stakes out there, these metal stakes that are down in the ground. And when I build the house, I take pieces of equipment that are literally several tons <laughs> and I roll them around all over the site. Mm-hmm. And I can't warranty that I didn't roll over one of those pins and move it. Yeah. I can't that warranty that some little 
kid thought it would be funny to go out there and pull the stake out of the ground and move it to another spot. <laughs> so I was so mentioning before. Get a survey. Yeah, get a survey. <laughs> so we were building this house one time over in this community. And the guy that lived next door, the realtor told him, which I don't believe because it's always the realtor told me. The realtor told <laughs> him that he owned 30 feet past his, pro- past his house. And we were, we needed to move our stakes where we were getting real to build a house because it was on his property. And I'm like, well, no, sir, I had a surveyor lay this house out. I'm not on your property. No, you're on my property. And I said, okay. So I had my surveyor go out there and put several flags down the property line. In the middle of the night, the guy went out and moved all of them 10 <laughs> feet over oh so that the foundation was inside those stakes and declared I was on his property. Oh, wow. Man. Okay. So that's the point about, you know, a surveyor surveys. A builder doesn't survey. I'm not a surveyor. Right. Right. And just because a flag is there doesn't mean that that flag means what you think it means. Mm-hmm. If you're going to put a fence up, get a fresh survey. I know it costs money. I know it costs money, but costs it could save in. you thousands. Yeah. Cost a whole lot more in the end if you don't get it done the right way the first time. That's the Capital Homes Tip of the Week. You can check that out on Facebook or at CapitalHomeIdeas.com. Right from Dollar Dave. There you go. Saving you money up here on Money Man Mike. <laughs> Come on, War Eagle. War Eagle. No. What? Who, who, who? What's your house of the week? JT. I don't know what I'm working with in here with her right now. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, you got a house for the week. You actually I, have one, or you sold out again? I have a rental for the week. <clears throat> cool. Rental. Let's Where's go. That? Um, it would be a rental in Donaldson on Stewart's Ferry Pike. It is a renovated two bedroom, one and a half bath. Why is it it's not a being sold? Townhouse. Because I bought it myself, and oh. I'm going to have a rental property. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes more sense. And rentals are crazy, yes, as we are. talk about regularly on the air. Yes, they The are. rental market's crazy. Donaldson's booming. I'm going to sit on this a few years. Um, but anyway, it's going to be rented for $1,050. Well, that's a good deal. How many bedrooms? It's two bedroom, one and a half bath. It's a little two-story townhouse. It's really cute. I've renovated it. It's new floors, new countertops, new hardware. North or it's south about of 1,100 square feet. It is, you get off 40 and it would be, well, you've got me all jacked up. North. On south. So on the lake side? No, north. <laughs> <laughs> East. I was like, north and south? So away from the lake. It is north, yes. So okay. it's opposite. It took me a minute. It's yes, opposite it's the north. lake on 40. Okay. <laughs> we need to rewind this video and repost it. It's really, it's really um, conveniently located to the airport and all the things all the things you want to go and do in Donaldson. I'd say so, it's close to the interstate. So as oh, a, yeah, it's as right a townhouse, do they ha- is it a condo where they take care of the exterior? Yes. So the people who rent it from you don't have to mow the grass? No. That's rock and roll. That's a selling point right there. And they don't have people above them and beneath them because it's a townhouse. That's exactly right. Is it an end unit or a middle unit? It is a middle unit. So they so that, so they don't have to spend the as much money really nice. heating and cooling. Yeah, I was about to say it's double yeah. insulated. Because they got uh, double there insulated. There you go. See? Look at that. Mm-hmm. Roll. Well, that's really nice. Utilities included? Mm, Some? No. None? No. No trash pickup? No nothing? No. Okay. Right. Is trash pickup part of the condo? Well, you just drop your trash off at the dumpster. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, it's all there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. You're not paying for service to come get it then. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, so really if you have want more information, you can contact me at eastnashvilleagent.com. Where at? Eastnashvilleagent.com. And one more time. 
eastnashvilleagent.com. Every time she gets louder. Do you I know what to say. <laughs> oh, I have to reach across the table and give you a good piece of her. And there's another reason we love you. <laughs> so, did, you know, I have to be honest, man. Did we ever finish about the old... What you need to do when you move in? Yeah, we we, we didn't. We you know, did. when you buy a new house, one of the first things you got to do is get window treatments. Mm-hmm. You always got to get window treatments. People ask me about window treatments, and I don't offer window treatments because I can't do it cost effectively. I'd say that's expensive. Yeah, they are expensive, and, and I don't really add any value doing that. So I I don't offer the even as There's an option. There's a lot of there are a lot of There's options. There's a lot of though. selections For custom too. blinds and Heck or yeah. do it yourself at Home Depot, Lowe's, or what kind you want. Have you ever seen the temporary blinds though? Temporary Those blinds ones that are paper and they yes. fan out. Yes. Oh, that's what I tell people to do. They're six dollars a window. They're like a they're like a giant post-it note. They have a glue thing at the top. They don't mess up the sheetrock. You put it up, and it's got the little clips on the side, and they're great. They last good for about six months to a year. Those are tacky. Well, they're tacky long term. Hey, this uh, attention listeners. He's a dude. (laughs) Attention listeners. He does not know those are tacky. (laughs) Are they more tacky than your Superman sheets? JT. No. <laughs> <laughs> you got you there. Okay. Are they no more tacky than your, in your window either? Are, are they more tacky than your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sheets? No, they are not. How and about, you look like a crackhead. Are, 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 are they more tacky than the comics that people tape in the windows? No. No. Okay. No. All right. They All right. are a lot nicer if you just go get some blinds. Are they That's true, but how long does it usually okay. take it to get blinds? A couple a week years or two? to get them fully done. No, I mean, but if you don't have any windows. If you ordered them today, you're a couple weeks, oh, right? Yeah, but I'm saying if you so if you don't want to grand. expose yourself to the world, <laughs> spend six dollars a window and put some temporary blinds. Uh, I will tell you, there's a house in East Nashville on Riverside Drive that I drive past are all you, the time. Are you calling them out? I didn't say where it was on Riverside Drive, <laughs> but they bought this house, and the whole neighborhood's like all the houses are on a slant, but the front one faces the road. And I would drive by and just stare in these people's window, and they'd be in there cooking or watching TV. I mean, for like two months, I could see everything going on in their house. Drive by or stand outside the window? <laughs> I go up and down that road a lot. I'm about to say, Jimmy, I but I'd them. be like, oh, those. I mean, it's like I gave the Smiths are home. I like give them a little eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's oh, sitting back up. there. Oh, that's While you guys we- are talking, Jimmy's just sitting back there behind the glass, just no expression, <laughs> just looking at the monitor, listening to what's going on. And I, I swear it was like he was shaking his head, but yet he wasn't shaking his head. Is that about a correct assessment? Mm, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> talking about Superman up in the window. <laughs> you had, you We're not professionals. You should have hit with the Auburn flag. Oh, my goodness. You know, I, you know, we sell people a nice brand new house in a nice neighborhood, and they spend big money in this house, and then the, and then the newspaper gets taped up into the window. <laughs> and and, and their defense, though, man, I mean, good good average, not good average, good quality blinds for an average size window, what, 100 bucks mm-hmm. each? Yeah, you, yeah, you're spending 60 to 150 depending on what depending you get. Depending on yeah, the size yeah. of the window. And how many windows is there, are in one of your standard houses? Eight to 12. A lot of money. Yeah, that's why six dollars a window is a good deal, so that your house okay. doesn't well, look like you live. You know, for a temporary solution. I didn't say permanent blinds. I said <laughs> temporary ones. For well, the price, it sounds pretty permanent to me. <laughs> <laughs> Paid a house off, not getting well, window treatments. They're, they're pleated and they're and they have yeah, anyway. All right. I mean, I could totally see that because you also, how many people buy a new house and have the furniture? To move right in perfectly. Very few. Yeah. You've got to throw. And you don't a throw lot it, you of them don't it. realize they have to buy blinds. They they don't. Now, if you're buying an existing home, I write, you know, the blinds are included. 
If they're, oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're, you know, but if they aren't or they're specified, I'm taking this or whatever, and you have people are like, what? Like, you know, oh, I got to buy blinds. How they like? I, I, I will say about one out of 10 customers ask me when I'm installing the blinds. <laughs> I go, um, never. <laughs> right after I fix your heat. <laughs> hey, we're going to pick up this up on the other side of the break. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to News Radio 1510 WLAC, where you are listening to the Money Man Mike Show. We talk all things real estate. Before the break, we were getting into. Six dollar blinds and how Andra just could <laughs> she not was understand hating them. on those temporary blinds. Hating, hating. She was you hating didn't say on temporary them. though. I, Six dollar blinds. How can it not be temporary? JT, Whatever. you're gonna have to roll back the tape. I absolutely said temporary <laughs> blinds. And she sounds like she really needs to see them in real life because no, you know, I've seen them. We've got I some here. Sell people's houses. <laughs> got and some I'm here. like, you still got your paper? I wish y'all could up. see. Them. We've got some here in the building, right outside the studio, actually. Because you know we did the renovations a few months ago, right? Yeah. And they haven't finished with the window treatments yet. So, wow. yeah, I can I can point to you some as soon as the segment's over. See? There the only go. reason I took them as permanents, because I have been in houses where oh, they I still know. have them up. I, I will confess right now. Oh. I'm, are you ready for confession? You have them. Come on. I, I put up two temporary blinds in my garage, not in my okay, house. Well, the garage. In my garage, and I haven't replaced them yet. I w- I'm not worried about your garage. How many years? Uh, 10 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they're still up. But who has fancy blinds in their garage? Nobody. Okay. Yeah. I would have known. They they look good from the outside. You don't know they're fake until you get inside. I about said there's only those two yeah. in the back? No, the side entry garage. I got a side entry garage. And the two windows are right in the front. But they're pleated. They're really nice pleated shades. And you would you never, never know they're temperate. Nobody ever does. Uh-huh. I, See, there you go. Six dollars. And, and I do need to swap them out because the the cobwebs and stuff. Yeah, right? you just just you don't need to you don't need to throw all that in there. You just need to get out your artistic stuff no, and spray see, paint them, graffiti them up, that, and that's a go. plus. Yeah. You never have to clean them. You just throw them in a trash can. Another set. Hey, that is blinds are like the worst thing to clean. Those oh are yeah, difficult to clean. They oh, are. And all that stuff you spray for them to get that nah, don't work, man. I think that's all a gimmick. Mm-hmm. So you think? I think. Don't get me off on that tangent. So beside wait, blinds. Wait, side note. Side are note. you cleaning your blinds or is Tammy? Oh, uh, you know Tammy is. Okay, then then you don't get to comment. Because I, what you, I don't get to comment. You don't get to Did comment. Did you just go slam shut that down? You don't clean them. Hey, I would be like Jimmy. They need to be clean. All right, boom. UPS drop off a new pair. Shove them up. Bam. Done. There you go. There you go. Okay. Christmas at holiday. I mean, holidays. I'm feeling outnumbered in here. I know. You can carry it. No, you're fine. Whatever. Moving along. Mm-hmm. So, so I got a quick question for you. What percentage of the homes that you sell that are resales does the refrigerator stay? Uh, probably ninety percent. Ninety percent. Maybe more than that. I'd about to say now maybe ninety nine. On, 99. on yeah. the new homes that you've sold, mm-hmm. what percentage of them comes with the refrigerator? None. Okay, so that's something important for people. To I mean, know. now I have sold them where it was an incentive to include a refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, but, where the, yeah. where the builders throwing them in or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, so that's something important for people to understand when they're buying a used home, usually a resale home, they're usually getting the refrigerator with it. If they're buying a new home, it's unlikely that the builder is including the refrigerator unless specified in the agreement that they're they're including the uh, refrigerator. And so one of the reasons why, you know, people ask me all the time, can you do it as an option? And I offer it as an option. 
But the reality is I cannot offer it competitively priced. Right. So the only benefit that people are getting by buying the refrigerator from me is that it will be installed and I'm going to warranty the installation. So if that little hose for the ice maker leaks, I'm going to warranty not only to fix that leak, but also to fix any damage that may have caused. Yeah, gotcha. Is it worth a couple extra hundred bucks for me to do that? Probably not. I mean, if you hire Sears or Home Depot to install it, they're going to warranty their work also. Right. You know, and so I. I That's a bummer, dude. I, I generally. You incur- bought a house and left for the weekend and flooded your floor. Mm-hmm. Mm, turn that shut off off before mm-hmm. you leave. I think someone just tried to call a rent your place. Could be. I think so. I think your place is rented. All right. How much? 1050. Let's say 1150. 1050. 1250. Okay. Okay. I want everybody to know real quick that was not Andrew's phone that was ringing. Look at him trying to slap it on you. Yes, it was me. And he tried to put that right on you. Someone's calling you to rent that house. I didn't say someone's calling you. I said someone just, I think your house is rented. Yeah, Yeah, there there you go. go. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I forgot to turn my phone off and I was getting a phone call. So my apologies, all you people. But anyway. But, well, you got, um, well, how many we've got? Six more minutes? Yeah. You just think about it, and, and you don't think at first, but you buy a new house or you buy any house, shower curtain. Yeah. Not that expensive, you know, one off here and there. That's right. Shower curtain rod. Yeah. You get, you have your decor from your old house. It could be something as simple as a paper towel holder. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work the way you want it, or you want something that's under the counter, or you want to upgrade. And you're talking about a bunch of little things that are two, three, five, ten, fifteen, twenty bucks each, but you need about a hundred of them. And it just starts to add up over and over. Oh and over. yeah, yeah. Then people do surround sound and yeah. lighting outside and yep. And you got And that does kind of go back to a topic that we have talked about multiple times on this show, which is how much money do you need to purchase? How much down payment do you need? And yes, and, and when is it a good time? And yeah. when is it not a good time? And, and don't buy a house if you literally have zero money in the bank when you're done buying it. Yeah. Here, I've got a good question for both of you guys. Fire away. Existing house with Andrew. Absolutely, I would change the locks when you buy it from the previous owner. Mm. New house from a builder, mm-hmm. do you still suggest to get the house, the locks changed? It depends on the builder. Okay. I would say, if, my, if you want my answer first, yes. I always tell people to change the locks, but I I mean, you know, I, ain't, I didn't change the locks in my house. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the builder thing, you have no idea who has a key to that house. Like doing work and was in and out and that's. I, I can tell you for capital homes, and this applies to almost any builder that builds more than thirty houses a year. Right. Okay. Almost every builder uses a construction lock key. Okay. So our key that opens up that door is set to a very specific construction lock that opens up every house that we have under construction. Okay. Yeah. The keys for that specific house, the house at one twenty one Maplewood Drive, whatever. When you put that key into the lock, it changes the tumbler, okay. and my key no longer works. So I hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. which is why we don't change the locks. We don't tumble the locks. Well, the homeowner does when they come. Yeah. So the, my key doesn't work anymore. I explain that to people all the time. You well, know, now you can buy those with that little pin thing to change yeah. anyway. You yeah. can do that, too. But on a new home that you're buying from Capital Homes, yeah. and I w- you know, I'd like to say it was only Capital Homes. It's most builders. So all you got to do is ask your builder when you're buying a home. Do you use a construction lock, and will my set rekey when I put my homeowner key in there? If they say yes, we use construction locks, and that key will reset when you put your key in. 
So the thing to do, and, and this is something that I, unfortunately I've learned from experience, not too often, but every now and then, don't just do the first key and then get in and go, oh, yay, I'm in, no big right. deal. Run around the house and tumble every single lock to make sure, because if you put in the wrong key into that, it will let you in once and then no keys work anymore. Oh, really? bummer. Yeah, it's really kind of stinks. Yeah. So if you have the wrong keys and you get into your door and then you come out and you lock, you turn the little thing on the way on the way out and you lock it, you'll never get back in without lots wow. of coming out. Yeah. So just you know, test them all, test them all, test them all. Go to every single lock and make sure that that key opens them all up. But we, it resets, it resets the tumblers so that my construction key won't work anymore. So to answer the question, you don't know who's actually. I know who everybody who's got a key to your house. It's only you because no one has even seen those keys. There you go. That's nice. Now, if you're buying one that's been lived in, I would recommend changing the Absolutely. locks because you do not know who's lived oh, there or yeah. anything. Yeah, another one that we always talk about and we remind people of at closing is the barrage of junk mail that you're going to receive. Oh yeah. And people don't realize. Some do, some don't, but. All mortgages are public record. Mm -hmm. So when you buy a house, anybody buys a house, you refinance your house. It's recorded at the county courthouse. People will go and buy those lists of recordings, and then they'll turn around and solicit you. So it's not that we as a mortgage company or David as a lender, a builder, or Andrew as the realtor um, sold your information or gave it out to anywhere. It's just that that is public information. And there's a scam going on that everyone's mm-hmm. pretty much knows about in the industry. Every county I know of. Every it. county now. Yep. Every county. What, it's the it's the deed recorded it's deed. A, yep. It's a it's a letter that looks very legitimate. It mm-hmm. has a downtown address. It says send eighty five dollars to get a copy of your title policy, your deed. Yep. And what they're doing is you can go down to the courthouse and pay like three dollars to get a copy of anybody's deed. So they're they're basically upcharging you for $3 to 85 and providing that. And you're going to get that anyway from your title company. They're going to automatically send that with whoever you closed with when you made your purchase. But people that don't know that, they just get this letter and it looks really official. And they're like, well, I probably need that. And then <laughs> they're just betting on people to do that. Yeah. It's hard, you know, when they look like it's official. I mean, and it does. It looks yeah, it, like It does look. But did you, you hear what happened to you two, uh, two weeks ago? That it's some African nation. Someone uh, set up a U.S. embassy. Set up a U.S. embassy. Somebody set up a U.S. embassy was selling uh, visas. Oh my god, that's crazy. I mean, yeah. So I mean, it's it's hard when people set up something that looks like it's yeah. official. Oh, man, that's there's bad. too many frauds going on. Oh, and, it's and terrible. Elderly yeah. and people that just don't understand. Too many blondes out there. You know, in the in the better business, I'm gonna give a little plug to somebody. I'm I'm a member of the Better Business Bureau. Better yeah. Business Bureau is great. And why I know that now you can go online and you can, but man, the Better Business Bureau is a fantastic mm-hmm. resource that more consumers ought to use. Because it's a great resource. It's, yeah. it's you know it's a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to one thing and one thing only, and that's making sure that businesses act in in good faith with the consumers. Yep, absolutely. Good so, plug. Thank you. Good plug. So I mean, you know, there's there's tons of things that you can you know just get overwhelmed with from buying a house. Yeah, new or old, new or old, new or existing. Shouldn't say old. Some of them are old. Some of those old ones are worth a lot of money. That's true. You guys ever watch uh, the show The Office? Yes. Yeah, I, I've got a little clip I want you to hear. It went along with the discussion we just had. Fired away. Can you lose a lot of money on that other investment, the uh, one from the email? You know what, Toby? When the son of the deposed king of Nigeria emails you directly asking for help, <laughs> you help. His father ran the freaking country, okay?
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, so true, JJ. <laughs> that was great. That Such is gullible people out there. <laughs> he ran the freaking country. It's it's unfortunate that I mean all of us have almost given into that at some point, but or fallen victim to it. But that one letter about the deed, man, it's if you don't look down in there in the body of it, it has something about. Um, I think it has the phrase of solicitation or something. It says something about its it, legitimacy. I can't remember how it's worded, but yeah, there's but, something to tell you, like, this is a separate third-party service. Exactly, exactly. Any event, if you've got any questions, you call your professionals that you deal with or give us a call on the show. Again, if you need to reach out to us, find us on moneymanmike.net or out on Facebook at Money Man Mike Radio. Check in next week, and we'll talk more about the surveys with Chris Corvo from Midtown Title. Other than that, we are out. Have a great day.